0: I'm not a scholar. I'm a Bible teacher. And, um, you know, it's it's funny, you know, you you read through the the Gospels and and Jesus communicated most of his most challenging points using very simple stories from everyday life. (laughs) Fishing, you know, farming, weddings, things that people could relate to, Every day in the simplest of ways, and yet he brought out some of the most profound truths from those very simple uh, examples. And so, you know, when, when I get that comment from people, you know, hey, you, you helped to make the Bible understandable. I, I, I'm like, okay, that's where I'm heading. That's my goal. Thank you, you know.
1: Hey, welcome to the Expositors Collective Podcast, episode 251. I'm your host, Mike Neglia, and the voice that you just heard is that of our guest this week, Pastor Paul Leboutier. He is the pastor of Calvary Chapel, Ontario, in Oregon, not Canada, and he was able to drive out and join us for our most recent training event, which took place in Boise, Idaho. Now, Some of our episodes are quite theological. Some of them are very philosophical. A lot of them can be quite personal going into the journey of the preacher themselves. Uh, This one is incredibly practical. Paul wants to serve the audience and serve you by giving us six practical tips for Bible teachers. Uh, Many of these are applicable immediately. Uh, These are things that you can put into practice right now, and it will help your next Bible study or sermon to be improved. Uh, There's stuff in there about, I guess, kind of knowing our own learning style, being aware of others. And anyway, I'm just going to let him speak for himself. All right, here's Pastor Paul with six practical tips for Bible teachers. You know, when I was
0: thinking about what to talk about here uh, today, I thought, you know, there's all the usual things that I think people probably expect. You know, we're going to talk about, you know, building up your library and commentaries and, uh, and, and which dictionary and encyclopedia of the Bible to, to uh, get or whatever like that. And then I, th- you know, I, I thought, well, you know, that's probably what might be expected. So I'm going to do something a little bit different. Um, I want to just give some, hopefully, practical tips. Um, I got to say, though, this has been a great conference so far, don't you think? Uh, it has really been excellent. You know, I've been teaching the Bible for about 40 years, and I wish I would have had something like this when I first started out, because I had to learn most of this stuff the hard way, uh, and, and this would, <laughs> would have been great to have somebody do something like this, Um back in the day, but, um, anyway. So, um, I want to just talk to you a little bit about some of the things, um, uh, a Bible teacher needs to keep in mind as they're prepping to share the Word of God, uh, with, with uh, the people, whether it's a Bible study or whether you're speaking on a Sunday or Wednesday or a small group or something like that, um. I could probably talk about this subject all day, but they've given me just a finite amount of time. So I've, I've kind of nailed it down to like six things. And I guess we have the, the title up there now. So Sermon Prep essential. So here it, here it goes. Uh, number one, and the first thing I want to just simply share is before you get up to minister the word, be a receiver of the word first. This is pretty basic stuff. Uh, but it's predicated on the idea, which I believe is very true, uh, that you can't give what you don't possess. Okay, so if you are uh, starting out to share something with people and you have not yet received from the Word, uh, you're going to be uh, at a deficit. And what, what this all means is that I want to be able to communicate the life of the passage But in order to do that, I need to be a receiver of that life. And um, I'm talking about having benefited personally from that passage of Scripture. And, um, you know... I, I hope I hope whenever you read the Word, you benefit from the Scripture, even if you're just simply reading the Word to teach it. You know, I, I've heard many times over the years at the many pastors' conferences I've been to that, you know, you need to be studying a pastor, a pastor, teacher, uh, Bible study leader, whatever, needs to be, you know, in the Word for their own devotional purposes in addition to what they're studying, you know, to share with others. I, I'm not going to argue with that. I think that there's some real legitimacy to that. But I, I, I have always benefited even from those passages that I'm just preparing to teach other people. And I, I, I I read it and, you know, it's just, it, it, it opens my heart, um, personally. And, and so I think a good way to approach your prep Uh, On this first point is to begin with some personal questions, such as, you know, what changes have come about in my life as a result of studying and seeing this passage, just seeing what's in there? What, what, how has this changed my life? You know, we're telling people all the time, the word of God is going to change your life. Well, how has this changed my life? You know, Uh, how has this passage affected my understanding of who God is? Because everything we study from the, the standpoint of God's word is going to affect our understanding of him personally. Well, how has what has this done for me as far as who he is? And how does this passage affect the way I see myself in Christ and relate to others in my personal walk with uh with Jesus? You know. In, in all the time that I've been teaching God's word, I would be lying if I told you that there hadn't been times when I've gotten into the pulpit and I attempted to give away what I had not yet received. It has happened. I'm sorry to say. Um, and that's not a good place uh, to be. Uh, as someone who shares the word, you want to be able to repeat the words of Peter and John when they said, what I do have, I give to you. You know that's 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 exactly what we want to convey. You know, and so uh, make sure that before you minister the word, that the word ministers first to you. Number two, um, understanding your own learning style, and what I mean by this is. Understanding how you are going to take in and process the word of God uh, on your own. Because I I really believe this is a huge part of prepping for your message. How do you consume the word best? Uh, It's important to know. Um, People ask me quite often, what is the best way to study the word? And I got to tell you, I hesitate to give an answer to them. Because our learning styles differ greatly. You know, Sue and I have raised four kids all to adulthood. We actually homeschooled all four of our kids from kindergarten through graduation. And we learned something about all four of those kids, and that is they're fairly unique in their learning styles. Not surprisingly, um, the two we have two that are extroverts and two that are introverts, <laughs> which is kind of strange too. But the introverts, responded very differently from the standpoint of how they process information. They receive information, and then they have to kind of go off by themselves and think about it. And they, and, and, and they find solitude the best way to just kind of absorb, you know. Well, our other two kids, which happen to be our two oldest ones, um, they're the extroverts they process information by talking about it. So we would give them the information, and then they would talk back to us, and we'd have this, you know, conversation. And and as we're talking, the process of, of, of taking it in and understanding what the whole thing is all about becomes clearer. The reason I bring that up is because when you're prepping to be able to share the word of God, it's important that you understand your own personal way of processing the scripture and processing the information that the scripture is presenting um, to you. Um, Some of you may find it uh, more beneficial to, you know, take notes as you read through the passage and, and maybe even as you read through it several times, you take notes, you write those things down, you, you uh, do that sort of thing. Um, Others will process the passage better by listening. Um, you know, in fact, I, uh, Mike, you know, being that he pastors in, in Ireland, I brought up the fact that I love to go for a walk in the morning, and I get my headphones and put them on, and I I, go t- I, I I teach from the ESV. So I go to the ESV website, and they have the, you know, the Bible on audio. You can just listen to it, and it's this gal from Ireland and i love listening to her i love that irish accent i just i smile as i'm walking and listening but i love to process the word of god just by listening to the scriptures and that's just that's one of the ways that i process um just going going for a walk sometimes i'll 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 hear i'll hear a passage and i have to just shut it off and just think about it and and just talk to the lord about that so you know um I, I am a, one of those super distractible kind of people, so my headphone I wear my headphones a lot, um, in fact, even when I'm studying, when I'm prepping and and putting together my notes. I have these uh, noise canceling headphones that I put on and I turn them on even though I may not be listening to anything but I just want to cancel out all the extraneous noises because I need to process, you know, and when I'm being distracted by other things going on, you know, it's just very difficult for me to do that. So you need to learn how you best process the word of God and and don't assume that just because somebody else processes it this way that you're going to necessarily do it the same way. You got to figure Figure out what's right for you, what works for you, because we all have different learning styles. As I said, that's one of the things that we learned uh, from raising four kids. All right. Number three, prep for teaching and preaching. Um, I I really like that this whole conference is, uh, uh, we're we're talking about it as uh, uh, expositional preaching. And the reason I like m- merging those two words, I was sharing this with my group already, is that exposition usually refers to that, that didactic sort of teaching, systematic teaching. Whereas preaching is a word that we typically apply to something that is different. Because, you know, it, it, it's interesting to me how many Christians don't really understand the difference between preaching and teaching. Um, and yet they're, they're, they're not the same thing. There's a different word in the Bible that describes that, and you need to prep for both. Matthew 11, one says, When Jesus had finished instructing his 12 disciples, he went on from there to teach and preach in their cities. Luke 20, verse 1 says, One day as Jesus was teaching the people in the temple and preaching... The gospel, the chief priests and scribes, da-da-da-da-da, came up and talked to him. And then Acts 5.42 says, And every day in the temple and from house to house they did not cease teaching and preaching that Jesus is the Christ. So we have to include both. Well, what is the difference between them? Well, you guys, I'm sure you probably know that whereas preaching is more exhortational teaching is more instructional. So when we talk about prepping for a message, we want to be prepping to teach the passage, but also making certain that we're going to do that applicational process that we've all been talking about here, where we are going to preach and encourage the people to walk out that passage. And that's where preaching comes in. So I'm going to to teach the passage and tell people what it means, and then I'm going to exhort them. I'm going to talk to them about the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to talk to them about walking this thing out in practical ways and so forth uh, in their lives. And we need to make sure that we're doing both of those because, you know, I, if, I, if I teach a passage but fail to exhort the body, I've done them a grave disservice, you know? Um, you, can, you, can, you can teach a passage and very excellently uh, lay out exactly what the passage is saying, uh, but if you don't bring some kind of applicational preaching into the equation, um, it just ends up being head knowledge with no place to go. So we have to, we have to give it legs to walk, I like to say. So make sure that those things are included as you prep you know, you're, you're looking through your notes and you're saying, okay, I've, I've laid it out. I've, I've outlined this. I've, I've fleshed this thing out a little bit. This is what the passage is saying. This is, this is, you know, what it means. But have I exhorted them on how to walk this out? And what exactly am I saying? And how am I saying it? And is what I am saying Christ-centered, as we've been talking about? Wasn't wouldn't that, wouldn't that a great session? I mean, just making, getting in the forefront of our heart and mind, that whole idea of a Christ-centered message. Oh, that's just, that's so incredibly good. Number four, keep it simple. In other words, don't prep to impress. We've probably all listened to a message, you know, and, 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 and it's fun. <laughs> it's fun to tell people what um, Greek and Hebrew words mean, and I do it. I'm not, a, I'm not an ancient language scholar by any stretch of the imagination, but I enjoy looking up in my dictionary what particular words mean, to look at the nuance and the tense and, and to give some insights and that sort of thing. It's wonderful. It really is. It's, it's insightful. But as teachers, as, as people who are ministering the word, we have to constantly be checking our attitude about why I'm here, standing in front of people. Why am I doing this? Am I doing it to glorify God and to bring about the the purpose of the passage so that these people are going to grow in their relationship with Jesus Christ? Or am I doing this to look good and to look like, you know, the brainiac? Uh, So toward that end, as you prep your message, um, keep it user-friendly, you know, keep it Keep it simple. You know, i got to tell you, one of the most frequent comments that we get on our YouTube channel is, um, thank you for making the Bible understandable to me. I hear that a lot. And, you know, I probably teach at about a fourth grade level. That's, 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 my, that's my claim. And I don't, I don't apologize for that. Um, I'm not a scholar. I'm a Bible teacher. And um, you know it's it's funny you know you, you read through the, the gospels and, and Jesus communicated most of his most challenging points using very simple stories from everyday life, <laughs> fishing, you know, farming, weddings, things that people could relate to every day in the simplest of ways, and yet he brought out some of the most profound truths from those very simple uh, examples. And so, you know, when, when I get that comment from people, you know, hey, you, you helped to make the Bible understandable, I, I, I'm I like, okay, that's where I'm heading. That's my goal. Thank you, you know. Your audience, and this is something we all have to remember, is made up of everything from people who are mature in their walk with Christ to babes in Jesus who are still on milk now you know there's there's some of this that you can't prep for I you know when I when I get up to teach the word I am cognizantly aware of the fact that I can't possibly f- put together a message how however hard I may prep I can't put together a message that's going to appeal to every maturity level in the room, you know, uh, I, I I can't do that. The Holy Spirit can, which is delightful. But if I purposely shoot above their heads, you know, with information, uh, historical, uh, theological, or whatever, that is just College level constantly, just, you know, I, I'm going to lose people. They're going to walk away frustrated. They're going to walk away wondering if, the, if 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 this is something that they can even get. One thing I've learned over the years is that, you know, when you keep the word of God simple, the people who are mature in Christ, they're going to love it. They're going to love it. They, they, they love hearing the, the simple truths of God's word. And those who are younger are, are going to be able to lap it up uh, just as well. So... Don't speak to impress, speak to inform, and to encourage. And don't assume that your audience knows uh, what you're talking about when you mention things. Explain things to, to, to the people, especially especially going through Old Testament stuff. But, but even in the New Testament, explain what you mean by things. Don't assume that they understand. So when you're prepping your message, you got to think to yourself, Okay, am I shooting out things that 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 I understand and people perhaps at my level of walking with the Lord? But there's uh, would would a babe in Christ understand what I'm talking about here, or am I just kind of throwing out these you know uh, st- these, these words and meanings that they're just they, they don't they don't have? Be careful not to lose the attention of your your audience. Number five, prep. In such a way as to help people process the passage. You know, we talked about understanding how you process. But as you teach the Word of God, there are things that you can do in your preparation to help them process uh, what is being said. Always be thinking about how you can make your point clearer to the average listener. And there are some tools that I've kind of adopted over the years. And and these may or may not uh, be useful to you. But when I'm putting together my notes, I highlight keywords, words. And I, I, I type out my stuff on my laptop. But I'll highlight and I'll use... Uh, capital letters and do whatever I can so that when I'm when I'm looking down at my notes, when I'm glancing down at my notes, I see those emphasized words, you know, that will help me as I'm delivering to slow down and enunciate those the words that I want the people to key in on. Because you know, as I'm as I'm sharing the Word of God, there are usually certain key verses or, or words in a verse. That I want people to really hit on. I want them to really lay hold of. And so if I'm just gonna read the passage, just you know, it's gonna blow by some people. And I don't know if you guys noticed that when I was reading a few verses earlier, but I, I did it. And I don't know if you noticed it while I was doing it. Let me just read this one again. Acts 5 42. You remember what I wanted to get you to focus on? I said, and every day in the temple and from house to house, they did not cease teaching and preaching that Jesus is the Christ. You see how I just, I slow down, I use a very simple method of getting people to think about the key word of the passage that I want them to zero in on so that they can understand the theme of what I'm talking about. But this is something that we do in the prep phase. While we're prepping, we're we're saying, what is the key? What is what is the thing that I really want them to grab onto out of this particular passage or verse? Well, I'm, as I'm reading that verse, I'm going to emphasize it. I'm going to slow down and 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 just really talk about you know those those particular words. So uh, this is this is just a simple way of helping people process, you know, helping them process. Another key that I use is to uh, prepare to show other Bible passages. And, you, you know, I know you know this too, but this is, this is really key. When we're, I've always, I've always uh, kind of thought of myself as um, like an attorney in front of a jury trying to convince them, you know, uh, of something, you know, whatever. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring about uh, corroborative evidence that what I'm saying is true because I have a passage in front of me and that's like the evidence that they've heard thus far in the trial. But what I want to do is I want to look up several other passages and I'm going to put them up on the screen or whatever and I'm going to show them how there's a thread of consistency in the word of God. And what I'm telling you isn't just found here in this passage, but it is corroborated in the book of Isaiah and also in 1 Corinthians and over in the book of Revelation. And I'm going to show them and when I get done, I want them to be able to say, wow, I see that right through the Scripture, there's this consistency of what God has been saying in His Word, and it's here, and it's here, and it's here, and it's over there as well. And that is that is uh, that is critical. And then thirdly, the, the other thing that I do as a tool to help people process the message is I make liberal use of the phrase, in other words. And I've learned to kind of do that over the years, you know, we were, we were talking um, about, um, what was it, Cody, talking about uh, repetition? Um, I was in uh, rock and roll radio as a disc jockey before I got into the ministry. And I learned early on that uh, we, if somebody wanted to get their message across, they play their commercial like six times an hour, you know. Well, that's how people learn, is through Repetition. And while you're teaching the word of God, it, you know, it can be kind of redundant to just kind of say something and then say the exact same thing again and say the exact same thing again. But when we come back and we make a statement and then we say, in other words, I'm taking the opportunity to rephrase the statement, but to do it in a way that is going to help them absorb the full meaning and to help them process what I'm trying to convey, because these are the important points that are being made in the message. So I make my point, and then I look at them for a minute and say, well, in other words, da-da-da-da-da, you know? And it really does help. So when you're prepping for your teaching, find ways to repeat the, the, the critical points that you're trying to communicate. Help them to process that information more easily. Um, and then number six. Prepare your message length. When when prepping your message, there there, there has to be some consideration made for how long your teaching is going to last. And there are several different elements that kind of play into this particular um, issue. But as I prepare, I ask myself if there's going to be, first of all, any other events going on in the service that are going to... I mean, most of the time in our fellowship anyway... Um, it's worship in the Word. I don't, we don't even take an offering in our church. I mean, we don't, uh, and I don't usually let people, we don't get people up to talk about things for a long period of time because we want to give the time to the Word. But, you know, occasionally, I mean, once a month we're doing communion. And then every so often we've got a baby dedication, and then once in a while we'll we'll sh- show a very short video highlighting a particular ministry in the church or something like that. I have to take that into consideration when I'm prepping my notes because I I want to speak in such a way that doesn't fatigue my audience. And and I've I've noticed as I listen, I don't get a a lot of opportunity to go listen to other guys teach like in their in the room, I listen online sometimes, but I've I've noticed that there there are guys who just have a real hard time reading the room, and that means reading the fatigue level uh, of of the people, and um, knowing where the sweet spot is with your people, and knowing your people, and you know you might be even doing a Bible study with a group or you're speaking at a church where. Um, (laughs) these people are used to listening to a 15 minute homily, you know, on Sunday morning or, you know, tend to, and you get in there with some, some expositional teaching that's going to go for 55 minutes. And, and you can tell you're going too long because there's choking sounds going on in the people, you know, you're, 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 you're laying all this meat on them, you know, and they're just not used to it. And so knowing your people and, and, and knowing who you're going to minister to and prepping accordingly is very important, you know. If your people are used to getting that kind of didactic, expositional teaching, wonderful. But even so, know your people, know when you've made your point, and move on, and, then, and know when you're going you're gonna to be done. You know, over a period of time, depending on how you write your notes, you come to that place where you, you look at the, the word count, you know, or you look at the number of pages that you've 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 printed or whatever, and you realize, okay, I, this is about you know so and so long, and and that's in, an important part of prepping um, because you you just you you want you don't want to lose you don't want to lose the people you know remember the point is to have an impact the point is to have an impact you want to impact them with the truth of God's word. The wonderful truth of God's word, and uh, and it's important that we we just know our people, know our our time frame, and put that into uh, the uh, prep portion of it. So, yeah. Well, that's it, <laughs> <laughs> but it's not time for dinner yet. Dinner's earlier oh, is it earlier now? So, can I go ahead and pray for Noah? Says thumbs up. So. Okay. Well, all right. Let's do that then. Father, thank you so much, first of all, just for what we've been able to talk about and discuss uh, in this conference thus far. What a, what a delight it is. What a privilege it is, Lord, to handle the Word of God. And I pray, my Father God, that we would always handle it uh, rightly and uh, with grace and humility um, and strength through the Holy Spirit. Father, thank you for the uh, food that we're about to eat. We we just uh, praise you, Lord, for being the ultimate provider of all good things. And we ask you to use that nourishment. Bless it to our bodies for strength and health. Bless our fellowship as well as we share. And be with us, we pray, for the remainder of our time. In Jesus' precious
1: name, Amen. Amen. All right. Well, amen and amen. Thank you so much, Paul, for walking us through those six practical tips for Bible teachers. Um, loved hearing it, uh, loved being in the room, and then I loved the chance to to eat food uh, with everybody afterwards. Uh, you know, uh, this podcast is essentially kind of... Uh, a secondary ministry of the Expositors Collective. Our our main focus is these in-person training events and I I enjoyed being able to go immediately from Paul's session out to the the lobby of Calvary Boise and just meet some church planters and some interns and people that are, are finding their feet in the realm of expository preaching and to be able to have conversations about how do we put these types of things into practice straight away. Uh, The reason why I'm saying that is because uh, right now I'm in the process of just organizing our next event. Uh, It'll be in South Texas. And this is just something for you to to be aware of, uh, pray for us as we get the administrative things sorted out and figured out. uh, We want to equip Texas church planters. We want to help young and new Bible teachers uh, in Texas or anyone who's going to travel in that direction. So I'm just throwing that out there. Serbia is coming. There's other stuff that we have on the horizons, but I want to bring you in on the planning process of uh, the future of our next in-person training event. Okay. Speaking of the future. I have two episodes to tell you about. Uh, In a few days time, we're going to re-release an episode with Ronnie Martin talking about Advent preaching and Christmas sermons. Uh, It definitely is a relevant conversation for this time of the year. And so whether you have your series planned out already or not. Ronnie is going to help get you into the Christmas spirit. So that's going to come out in a few days' time. And then next Tuesday, with our regular scheduled Tuesday morning release, there's a follow up conversation that myself and Paul had the next morning. So I got to ask him some more in depth questions to follow up and also to find out what are the moments of growth and progress that has marked Paul's ministry. Up until this day. So anyway, I hope that this episode and all that we do in the Expositors Collective help you to grow in your personal study and public proclamation of God's word.